Welcome to another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty. Uh, on today's show, we're going to do week 15 picks um, and see what direction that leads us. Um, last week, we were 4-1-1. Um, on the season, we are 49-33-2 overall. So we're 16 games over 500. Very successful year. Um, and we got six more coming at you this week. That's what we've been doing all year. If you're new to the show, six picks every week. And that's the record. So we're actually having a pretty successful year. Um, so, yeah, we got six more coming here for week week 15. Um, let's start it off with the Tampa Bay Bucks minus four at the Detroit Lions. Reasoning for this one is pretty simple. Um, Tampa is actually playing pretty well. Tampa has won three in a row. They went into Atlanta and won. They went into Jacksonville and won, and they beat the Colts at home. Um, they're playing well right now. The Jameis stuff is really getting interesting, what they're going to do with him in the offseason. Um, he's playing himself into a pretty big contract. I think people, you know, Jameis has a certain reputation that he absolutely deserves. His He is so reckless with the ball, but we see it in this league over and over again. We've talked about it on this show Veteran quarterbacks just do not hit the open market like that. And when they do, um, they're going to get a big payday. That's just what it is. Um, I think he showed enough to get at least a big, you know, one-year deal, maybe one- or two-year deal. Um, so we have them minus four in Detroit. Detroit has just gone the other way. Um, they've lost six in a row in nine of their last ten games. Um, they started – they started – they, I mean, they just they started so well. They were 2-0-1. They had a lead against Kansas City in week four, and they blew that game. The run for Mahomes on fourth down, if you can think back to that far. Um, and they just they just couldn't get it done. They, they've fallen apart. The Stafford injury ended any anything they had going on. Um, and I just think I just think Tampa is the is a much better team. You're getting four here. It's not like Detroit has this hostile home field advantage. Um, we saw the Bears go in there and win. Um, we've seen a lot of teams go in there and win. So, I mean, I just think, I think, I mean, here's the thing with the Lions. The Lions have beaten, the only team the Lions have beat since September is, since the since September ended, the only team the Giants, uh, the Lions have beat is the Giants. This is a this is not a good team. Their season's over. Tampa still technically in the race, but they're not going to make it. They'll probably be eliminated this week, win or lose. Definitely lose, but either way. Um, but they're just playing well right now. They did lose. They did lose uh, Evans for the year, but I just I just like Tampa in this spot. I think they get their four straight wins. So that's the first pick. Tampa minus four. We've been fading Detroit, you know, a lot lately, and it's been working. So let's go back to it. Another team we had last week is the Denver Broncos. They are plus 10 at the Kansas City Chiefs, and we are taking the Broncos plus the 10. Um, some similar reasoning here. Uh, Chiefs Chiefs, Chiefs need the game, but they also don't really need the game. I think the one and two seeds in the AFC will be Baltimore and New England. Now they want to keep that three seed over Houston. Houston does have the tiebreaker, but Houston's going to Tennessee this week. Um and I just I think Kansas City will ultimately win this game, but it's a lot of the same reasoning I had for taking Denver last week against Houston. Houston was coming off a massive win against the Pats. Hey, 
who's the Chiefs just beat last week? They beat the Pats. There's always kind of that Pats hangover after you beat them. You got to just put so much of your game plan, so much into that game, into that matchup. And then the next week, it's just hard, human nature. It's just hard to replicate that. So you when when you look at this game, you got a division game. I know they just blew out Oakland, but division games, you know, normally close. Kansas City, absolutely the better team. But Denver, Denver quietly has some nice young pieces here on this team. Sutton's playing really well. I liked Drew Locke coming out. He's off to a very good start. Um, and he's gonna save John Elway if he hits and the the story forever was LA you know he just is terrified to pick a quarterback after he missed on Paxton and tried to pay Osweiler um and Paxton Lynch (laughs) um and but he hits on lock in the second round fans a solid pick here and then they got pieces on that defense we'll see if Vaughn I think you know it looks like Vaughn's gonna play so and this could be like Denver Super Bowl, you know, kind of the one last hurrah this season to be a division rival and potentially hurt their spot in the playoffs. I don't think Denver wins the game. Don't get me wrong. I think Kansas City ultimately wins the game. But getting double digits here, too good to pass up. You got, again, it's just it's a lot of the same. Now, Kansas City, I think, is better than Houston. I know Houston beat them. But I just overall, I think Kansas City is a better team. Um, and Mahomes, you, you, I hate going against Mahomes. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But. I think they win, but it's just Denver getting the points here. Denver, we've seen Denver keep it close. I mean, you go through Denver, Denver's schedule this year, um, and it's a lot of close losses. I think Denver could be a potential nice little sleeper next year. Um, I mean, they go to Oakland, they lose by eight. They play Chicago at home, they lose by two. Um, this is just their one-score games. They lose at they lose home to Jacksonville by two. They lose at Indy by two. Um they lose at Minnesota by four where they had that massive lead for a Packers fan. It sure would be nice if they would have got that one. Um, so I, they, they've they shown a, an ability to keep it close. They just went into Houston and won convincingly. I know it was only a 14-point final score, but that game was never close. At one point, the Broncos led 38-3. Um, Kansas City beat them 6-30 to um, back in October, but that was when Flacco was playing. Locke is playing well. Um, and I just I just trust Denver enough um, to keep this a close game that Kansas City ultimately wins, but Denver covers the spread. So that's the second pick. Third pick, we're back. It's that meme. Here we go again um, with the guy walking on the GTA meme. Um, here we go again. Philadelphia Eagles minus four and a half at the Washington Redskins. Um, look, Philly. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, we had uh, Philly. We had I had Philly on a ton of teasers on monday night thank god they won um i'm sticking on philly until the bitter end i guess might as well just go down with the sinking ship at this point uh four and a half against washington washington has really been i mean they're they're bad but they've been okay lately their defense has actually been a solid defense um since they got their new head coach callahan bill callahan um it's been solid they they beat Detroit. They they beat Carolina. They they played. Clo- I mean, Green Bay never trailed, but they, it was only a five point win. It ended up being. Um, so I know they're playing a little bit better, and the Eagles just are the most frustrating team this year, ever. I mean, I couldn't even imagine if I was like actually an Eagles fan. I just, I mean, I have money on them. I feel like every week, and I have them to win the division. And you know, I predicted them to go to the Super Bowl this year. That's not happening. But they got the win last week. You know, it definitely wasn't pretty. 
They're four and a half point favorites on the road here. Um, I just think, I mean, Philly, obviously they got to get this game. They can't drop this game, but I just think like if the, I know we got to go off the results, but if this game was like three weeks ago, isn't it Eagles by 10 or something or not, but like eight, um, you know, much higher. I think you're getting free points here. And I, I, I Philly way back in week one, Philly beat the, beat the skins. Um, so not much to take from that. That's back when Philly might've actually been good, but I just think they absolutely have to have it. Um, the game against Dallas is next week. I just think they can win this game by at least a touchdown. Come on, Eagles. You guys have screwed me over more than any team this year. And I just keep coming back. Pay off this time. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's get this one to pay off here. Um, so yeah, Eagles minus four and a half. I don't feel great about it. I don't love the slate this week, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting ones that it's just like, uh, I, 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 you know, you, you, you kind of like it, but you don't want to pull the trigger. Um, and like, I liked, like just side note, I liked Tennessee minus the three, but Tennessee just that ten, interesting stat here. Tennessee is first in yards per play in the entire league first in yards per play since Ryan Tannehill took over their minus three against Houston this week. Not one of the picks, but I looked at that one long and hard. Um, I don't bet on green Bay games. Just, I already have so much into that, but I looked hard at them minus four and a half. They, their defense matches, matches up well against Trubisky. Um, but I just don't want it. I mean, I'm already stressed the fuck out for that game. I don't want to have them in the picks too. Um, and they, I, I think they could lose that game. So I don't know. I don't feel great about that game, but the defense does match up well with Trubisky, but I'm worried about that game. I really have an uneasy feeling for some reason, even though on paper in Lambeau, just the way the defense has always defended Mitch. I, I just, not that that's some great feat stopping Mitch Trubisky, but I, I, they should take care of business, but I don't, I don't trust it, especially the way they're playing right now. So those two, I looked at long and hard, but ultimately couldn't pull the trigger. But with the Eagles, we're going to pull the trigger. We're going to go back to the Eagles. The Eagles have been easily the most, most picked team. I feel like this year, we're just like every week. It feels like we're on them. So let's, let's go again. Uh, Eagles minus four and a half. That's the third pick On to the fourth pick here. Um, it's the Cleveland Browns minus two and a half at the Arizona Cardinals Browns technically still live, even though I think that's a two team rate two three team race, you know, the two AFC South teams, Pittsburgh, and we'll see what happens with Buffalo. You could throw him there. I think those are the four teams that are fighting for three spots. Um, but Cleveland's still technically in this Cleveland took care of business against the, um, Bengals last week. They, they pushed with the, with, with the eight there winning that game by eight. They're in, they're in Arizona here, Arizona, I mean, I think Kyler's going to have a big year next year. I think he's going to be like the second-year quarterback that just booms booms like Mahomes did this year and last year and Lamar did this year, that second-year quarterback that just booms. I'm not saying Kyler's going to win the MVP, but I think he could have a big statistical year next year. But Arizona's lost six in a row after their three-game winning streak. Their season's over. They're playing for draft position at this point. At this point, it'd probably be better to lose this game and get a higher pick than win. Getting them a two and a half. I we faded them last week against Pittsburgh and it worked out well. I just don't Cleveland has way too many weapons on offense for Arizona's defense to even consider 
matching up with them there's just no way on paper we know cleveland is prone to shoot themselves in the foot though how many times have we seen that this year with kitchens and everything but hunt and chubb and landry and odell future packer by the way odell beckham um there's just and baker this could be i think baker's a nice play in like daily fantasy i'd kind of stack this the browns to be honest i think their offense can have a big day maybe stay alive for one more week but ultimately this isn't a playoff team which has got to be a disappointment considering the expectations, the rumors about OBJ leaving. I mean, Skip, who we we, we normally wouldn't mention on this podcast, but um, Skip said that OBJ wants to be a Packer. Hey, I'd love it, but we'll see. That's a ways away before we get into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like a minus two and a half here. There'd be a ton of Browns fans at this game. It's just like last week, it was like, uh, basically a Steelers home game. Um, you're getting the Browns here under a field goal. I think the Brown. I think this is definitely a good play here. Browns minus two and a half. Um, lock that one in. Moving on the, to another pick. Um, it's the Los Angeles Rams minus one at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a mess. I mean, they're just they were six and four. They've lost three in a row. Garrett is a walking duck. He's gone at the end of the year. I think everyone knows that out of respect for whatever reason, even though he's never done anything there, they're going to wait until the end of the season, even though, I mean, I know they could still be a playoff team and you want to keep that all going, but it's, he's not doing shit for this team. Uh, he's gone after the year they've lost. They, they go into Chicago last week and just can't, they get absolutely torched by Mitch Trubisky. They lose the bills at home on Thanksgiving. You know, the New England loss wasn't even bad. They lose that game by four in like a really rainy, sloppy game. Their defense steps up and plays well. I mean, and they, and I was, I was like, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought, okay, yeah, Dallas looking all right here uh, after that game. That wasn't like an alarming loss. And then they go lay two eggs in prime time, uh, in big, you know, spotlight games, Thanksgiving and then a Thursday night game. They, the, the Rams are coming in kind of opposite they had that embarrassing loss against the ravens where lamar just destroyed them 45 6 ravens win since they went into arizona arizona's getting smoked by everyone lately 34 7 they beat arizona um Goff has an actually really nice day 424 yards no picks and then they play seattle at home and seattle kind of they roll seattle Goff struggled but and i know Gurley only had 80 yards but he looked a little more rejuvenated uh, they they definitely have an uphill battle for the playoffs, but they're still in this. Um, and I just think they're flat out the better team. Uh, the Rams' defense has been playing well lately. They, I mean, Seattle got a late touchdown, and then Goff threw the pick. They gave up seven points, man. Goff threw the pick six. They gave up seven points to Seattle that had just been really torching anyone. That's by far the lowest point total Seattle's had this year. The Rams' defense could get this together and get it going here and, you know, I just think they're the better team. They're minus one. This this game opened at Dallas by two and a half or three, I think. And it's the Rams by one. The Sharps are on our side here. It's one and a half in some sites. We're seeing it here at one, but I've seen it at one and a half too. Um, you I got you got it. I just like the Rams here. The Sharps have been on them all week. They they took it at two and a half. They took it at two. They, I mean, they just have bet it all the way to Rams by one. Money's coming in on the Rams. Um, and I like it. 85% of the bets are on, on the Rams, by the way, 85%. That's insane to me against a big team like Dallas with, with one of the largest followings in, you know, in, in America for a sports team, 85% of the bets are in on, on 
the Rams. Everyone's out on this Dallas team. Um, and I'm out on Dallas till they get a new coach. Um, so Rams minus one here. They're still in this. Then they gotta they gotta win this one and cheer around, cheer big for the Bears and the and the Chargers who are playing the Vikings. They're they're still in this. Um, and I just think they are the better team. And and I just I just like that here. Um, so yeah, that's that's a that's the other pick is the Rams minus one against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Next pick, it's the Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are 11-point home favorites here. I'm grabbing the points. Um, I'm grabbing the points here. The Niners are coming off three very emotional and huge wins. I mean, two wins, but three emotional, big, big, big-time games. The Saints game was an all-time great game. The Ravens game was great. It goes down to the buzzer. They destroy Green Bay in a primetime spot. I could see a little, I mean, we already saw this with them. I could see a little bit of a letdown spot here. We saw it against Arizona, a team that has a baseline level of offensive talent kind of jumped on them. And that's what Arizona did. I could see Atlanta kind of doing a similar thing. I don't think they're going to get up 16-0 like Arizona did, but I could see them hanging around here and the Niners ultimately winning the game. Also, the Niners are just, they are banged up they are really really banged up they lost sherman d fords out again they're both likely to miss a few weeks jacoski jacoski tar is and isn't going to play um julian taylor's not going to play just today did not participate and if you don't participate on friday it it, you're not you're probably not going to play for the niners ford we said that dj jones uh, Sherman said that Tart said that Taylor said that, and then Kwan Williams also not looking like he's going to play. Um, I just think Atlanta ha- has a baseline level of offensive talent to keep this close, um, for at least a little bit. And I like grabbing the points here. The Niners are banged up. They just went through three, like the three hardest games you could possibly have this year. It feels like, um, and I could see a little bit of a letdown spot. Ultimately the Niners win the game. But I think the Falcons getting plus 11 is is a definitely the way to go here. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's 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 a game that I think San Francisco's ultimately going to win, but I could see it being closer than the line suggests just because of what we just mentioned. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are the six picks for this week. Um, another big week in the NFL. Hopefully the playoff picture is a bit more clear after this week. I don't expect it to be in the NFC. It's just so many teams right there. Um, but yeah, to recap the picks, Tampa minus four against the Detroit Lions. 56% of the bets are on Tampa. Uh, we're going to start mentioning this because I just find it interesting. We have Denver plus 10. 63% of the bets are on Denver. We have the Philadelphia Eagles minus four and a half. 65% of the bets are on the Eagles. Um not that any of this, like the percent of the bets matter, but I just think it's interesting. Next pick, Browns minus two and a half at Arizona. They have 67% of the bets. Atlanta plus 11 has 54% of the bets. And then, yeah, like we mentioned, Rams have 85% of the bets. That is nuts to me. Um, a few more games that aren't in picks. Let's just talk about them because they're important to the playoff thing. Kind of mentioned Green Bay already. Um Seattle goes to Carolina. They're in this. They should take care of business. 
Vikings at Chargers here. The Chargers, man, let's go Chargers, right? Um, you know, I would love to have a Packers win, Vikings loss, and have the Packers have the division, you know, wrapped up when they go to Minnesota next week. Um, but it, that line's two and a half. Seventy percent of the bets are coming in on Minnesota. The Chargers. I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. I never know what to expect with the Chargers. I, I honestly, truly have no idea. Um, but that'll be an interesting game to watch. Um, to see what's happened there. The the Saints. Um, they host the Indianapolis Colts. They're nine point favorites. Seventy four seventy four percent of the bets on the Saints. Saints probably going to take care of business there. I mean, I, I just, the Colts are way banged up and they've completely fallen apart. Colts should, I mean, Saints should just take care of business there. On the AFC side of things, um, the big one we mentioned, Texans, Titans. Um, massive game for both teams. Tennessee's just the better team right now. They're the better team. Tennessee has legitimately been one of the best teams in football since Ryan Tannehill's took over. Um, I'm really interested to to see how that one plays out. You never want to go against Deshaun. That's why another part of why Tennessee wasn't a part of the picks. I hate picking against Deshaun. Um, but yeah, you have that one. That's a that's a really that's an interesting game. And then the Sunday night game, you have Bills Steelers. This opened at Bills by one. It's Steelers by two and a half now. Um, money coming in on Pittsburgh, but now I mean. I just expect a low-scoring game. We kind of talked about that one, but I mean, we'll see how much clearer and the playoff picture is after this. Um, after this week, um, but yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at for Week 15. Um, yeah, I mean, trying to think if I want to cover anything else. Um, I guess just quickly, I've been looking at receiver receivers for this draft and just. Um, some guys trying to because it's such an intriguing draft class to me this year because the two positions I kind of like watch watching the most quarterback and receiver is stacked. I mean, we've kind of been over the quarterbacks. Um, you got a lot of guys there. Um, and then the receivers are more stacked. The receivers in this class, if it's it's a good year to need a receiver because you have rugs from Bama, you have Judy, you have CD Lamb. You have the other, the Smith, the other Bama kid. You have Jefferson from LSU. Um, I mean, you have, there's guys that say there's there's eight first round grades on receivers this year. I mean, just a very nice year to need it, a receiver. I haven't, I've looked at it a little. I need to look at it more. But right now, I think CD or Ruggs, that's got to be your top guy. And I, I, but like people like Judy's a top five pick. It's like, wow. And Judy, the thing with Judy is he's one of the most polished route runners I've ever seen at the college level. The way, I mean, he doesn't have like killer speed. He's quick. He'll probably run in the four fives. Um, but he is such, such, such a great route runner. So polished that in that aspect and area of his game. Um, but Ruggs, man, no one, Ruggs is going to run out of this world 40 time wise. Like that guy's a freak, man. I don't know how that kid's in call. Like, oh my God. He's insane. And then CeeDee Lamb. Um, CeeDee Lamb is an absolute monster. He plays like this isn't fair to a college kid to compare him to one of the best receivers in the league, but he reminds me of Hopkins in so many ways. Just again, CeeDee's not like a burner. CeeDee's quick and he's fast, but CeeDee, you know, um, 
he's tough and he'll go over the middle and he'll catch balls even though he knows he's going to get lit up and he'll break tackles and his yak is just so impressive like that's the thing that jumps out with cd is he's never going down right away he's breaking tackles he's fighting for extra yards he's strong it he's strong as hell and he's he is quick not a burner but he is quick and he has such soft hands you do not see cd drop balls Rugs is the same way, man. Rugs and Rugs and Cedia, they 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 are the my two guys. And then I look in Judy's top five. It's like, yeah, Judy's incredible. Like this this receiver class is out of this world. Like I don't remember a class like this in a long, long time. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's it's I'm happy about it too because Green Bay needs a receiver. Um, and the Bama receiving core is literally the Bama receiving core is an NFL caliber receiving core. That's what they had. Um, because then you have Jalen Waddle, who's a sophomore. He's not even el- he's not even draft eligible this year. And I was watching Jalen Waddle highlights the other day. That dude is the best football player <laughs> I've ever seen. He's like the f- he was receiver four on Bama. And Jalen Waddle is insane. He's a first rounder next year. So I mean, we have a ways for him. We get to watch him in college one more year. He's a monster. This receiving class is stacked. I can't wait. This draft season is actually going to be fun because you have the – I mean, I hope people don't get too down on Tua because, I, I mean, I love Tua. I think Tua and Burrow. Burrow, I was a big Tua guy. Like, I was Tua's definitely QB1. Burrow has played his way into being in that conversation and really now with the Tua injury, the no-doubter first pick. Burrow's been insane. We'll get into this all more when there's not actual games to talk about, but I'm super excited for this draft class. The two positions I just love to watch are are loaded. Um, we've been over the quarterbacks. There's, I mean, you got you got Burrow. You have who Burrow's made like the greatest rise in draft history. This guy was a th- day three pick. I mean, I, I guess Baker was kind of similar, but Baker was like day two ish. You know, um, maybe he could play into in the way into his late round. He ended up being in, in late round one. You know, for Baker, but Burrow was like. Yeah, he could be a late day three guy or a practice squad guy to, okay, he's the no-doubter first pick. Burroughs' ascendance has been out of this world, unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, I don't really know what to make of, like, the lack of production entirely um, up until now, (laughs) where this year he just went out of this world. But he's so freaking good, man. He's so freaking good. Um, his accuracy is great. The arm's not like crazy t- good, but the arm like strength, but he's so accurate. He knows where to put the ball, like his presence in the pocket. That that's huge is so great. The way he, he's just great, man. I I'm all in on burrow. He's so good. Um, and then this receiving class, I still love to, uh, I, I can't wait this draft season. I think is actually going to be pretty fun, but but yeah, man, I think that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations Podcast. Um, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Anchor. If you're looking to start a podcast, Anchor is the best way to go about it. Um, when starting a podcast, it can come with a lot of questions. How do you record your podcast? How do you post your podcast? How do you get your podcast on all the platforms, onto all the apps? How do you promote your podcast? Anchor helps you understand all that, and they walk you through every step of the way. So we thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, if also if you could swing by iTunes and give us a rating and review, preferably five stars. It's it's crazy how much that stuff helps out, but it really does. Just 
give us that rating and leave us a review what you like about the show what you don't like about the show if you guys could do that we really appreciate it we appreciate you guys for um listening um and that's gonna do it enjoy the games y'all peace